Are you ready to break the cycle of panic and move into faith? Welcome to the first episode of the Joyous Expansion Podcast. Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Dupree, scouring the globe to bring you stories of courage, passion, and resilience. If I could sum up this podcast into one word, I would use empathy. Now let's get inspired. Hooray, I did it. Here it is. My first podcast. Well, technically, it's my second podcast. I had a podcast a few years ago called Increase Your Joy. I'm sure nobody listened to it, where I just had ramblings and ravings and talked about what I was going through, which is going to be the first part of all my podcasts. I am Brett Dupree. I am a joyous expansion life coach. I specialize in helping people through with social anxiety who have a passion and a desire to change their life forever. However, Their fears are holding them back. And I want to change their relationship with their business from being draining to being amazing. It's all about elation, my friends. The reason why I'm doing this podcast is for many reasons. Number one is just my own. I want to be inspired. A little inside baseball is what this beginning part is going to be where I talk about myself and what I'm going through in my life. Is I am the type of person who creates an idea and then doesn't really fall through, I should say follow through, until it is too late, and then when I start it, I don't get the results I want, and about six months later, I quit. Probably not the best way to say when you're starting a podcast, when you want people to start listening for long terms, but that is actually the reason why I'm starting. I am trying to break my habits. I'm almost 40. I've been in this business for 10 years with not the results I want. In fact, there's a lot of fears of coming into this podcast. Will people listen to it? Will there be any downloads? Will this be another thing I start and stop? Will this be another thing where I don't get any results when I start? That is the fears of what it takes to start a business. When you start a business, especially one where it's life coaching or speaking or anything entrepreneurial where you are the main product, that is so scary. I spent most of my life, maybe half of it, with extreme social anxiety. And I'm talking about extreme social anxiety. I remember being in high school and blowing my nose and wondering what is more embarrassing to get up in front of the class and throw away my dirty napkin or to keep my dirty napkin at my desk i remember back in high school that someone waving at me was like a shakespearean tragedy huh is that person waving at me well if i don't wave back then i'll be rude however If I do wave back and it's not meant for me, I'll be embarrassed. Well, I can't turn around because then that person and that person will both think they're waving at me. And then I can't go to school anymore because I'd be embarrassed and I'd drop out and then I would die. Well, maybe the last part's an exaggeration, but this would be something I would think about for at least two to three months about that one time somebody waved at me and I had a mini panic attack inside my head. (laughs) I remember back in college, this beautiful woman liked me and all I wanted was a someone to love me someone to care for me and she came up to me and said Brett I've been thinking about you all day 
and the only thing I could respond with is that's good before I booked it back to my dorm room. For five years, I would replay that in my head and wish I had the courage just to try and say something different. And that has been most of my life is thinking about how people don't like me. And even today, that is a lot of my natural thinking. And a lot of the work I've done personally has allowed me to at least go beyond that. To when those thoughts arise, to not take them and run with them. That I'm able to think, wait, this is my past and I'm able to move forward. However, in business, it has been more difficult. Not only is it vulnerable, there are stakes. There's tangible results. When, for myself, having social anxiety and a fear of rejection, being the key aspect going off in the back of my brain when things don't happen the way I want them to yes I work on not being disappointed but at one point when I look at my YouTube and I only have five views on my last video that I worked so hard on and I just want something to go viral I just sink into a void or better yet I find another thing to jump on rather than being consistent which is what I want to build in my 40s. I need to leave that part behind me and that is why I am starting this podcast. Which is really cool because the first guest literally talks about this scenario. It's almost synergistic. It's almost as if I planned it. But we are three weeks away till launch. So I plan on launching this July 4th. And it's now June 13th when I'm recording this aspect of the podcast. And I am excited for you to listen to this first interview. I really enjoyed it. So let me introduce you to Scott Shane Holt. Scott Shane Holt is the author of the book, Grow or Die, How to Have More, Do More, and Be More in Life and Business by Eliminating Fear, Doubt, and Anxiety. Scott helps coaches, consultants, healers, and experts grow their business and get clients ASAP by showing them how to eliminate the fear, doubt, and anxiety that keeps them from getting started, taking the next step, or finishing projects that they need to do in order to grow their business and their life. He has faced his own doubts, fears, and anxieties when he crossed the ocean using only the stars to guide him and when he backpacked through the Mexican jungle with a camera he designed and built himself. He's helped ministers build churches, stock traders develop trading floors, and continues every day to help entrepreneurs and experts realize their dreams. We met at a mastermind group a few years ago and Scott was impressed by Brett's talent at making people feel welcome and putting them at ease. Now here, my friends, is Scott Shane Holt. Hey, Scott. Welcome to my podcast. As of this moment, it doesn't have a name. Hey, Brett. I'm just so happy to be here and talking with you again. This is uh, really exciting stuff. I'm really excited for your podcast and really excited to be able to contribute. Ah, Thank you so much. How's it feel to be my first interviewee? Ah, uh, you know, that's awesome. Awesome. 
I've done a lot of interviews, so we'll see how we can how we can work this out together. I'm sure you're going to do great. I know. Uh, I remember from meeting you at the uh, marketing retreat in Fort Lauderdale uh, that you do a lot of speaking. Isn't that isn't that right? Yeah, I do a lot of speaking in my local area. Go out, spoke at churches. It's a lot of fun. I love getting out in front of people. But you're like an award winning speaker, aren't you? Well, through Toastmasters, I am. Uh, yeah, wonderful yeah. organization. I highly recommend it. Hey, uh, for those of you who don't know Brett, uh, maybe you're one of my followers and you're listening to this, Brett and I uh, met when we were part of a mastermind together. And, you know, I was just really impressed at how open and authentic he was when I met him. And he has this amazing ability to put people at ease. He just really brings the joy to the interactions uh, that he has. And, uh, you know, he's just so cool and so authentic. You know, he's a guy who can give you a hug and it just feels natural and joyous. It's, it's incredible to be with Brett. So I'm just really excited to be here, even on the podcast with him. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Honestly, thank you very much for being my first podcast, uh, my first interviewee. I remember meeting you, your desire to help people and to serve really stood out even back then at the Mastermind Group. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So you are a coach who helps people. Yeah, I'm a, a business coach and a business trainer and a strategist. And maybe it'll make more sense if I sort of tell you a little bit about how I got involved with this. Would that yeah. Uh, work? Yeah. Tell us how, how you, uh, what was the idea of what inspired you to get into there? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's sort of a chain of events. Sometimes it's, it's not a big switch. So here's, here's what happened. Back in 2007, the end of 2007, you know, we had a recession. It's actually called the Great Recession. It was pretty bad in 2008. And uh, my church was particularly hard hit at that time. And the difference at that recession was that people were laid off across all levels of the organization. Prior to this, just people at the bottom would get let go and, and you know, sort of the fat cat executives at the top would go untouched. And like I said, this one, even the executives got laid off. And my church was particularly hard hit. And because I had changed careers a few times and had hired over 100 people in my career, they asked me if I could help the folks out, see if I could help them get jobs. And, you know, I had never done any coaching before, you know, and I just knew what it really took in order to get the job. So I had some expertise in that area. So I met with the people and I said, look, this is what you need to do. These are the real three things. Nail these three things. It's going to go much quicker. And it worked. Folks got jobs in like six to eight weeks, even at the management level, which during a recession is a really, really tough thing to do. You know, I, I knew I had gold. I had, I had gold to offer people. And it was really exciting because, you know, a lot of times in our careers or in our regular life, we don't get to see the direct impact that we're having on people. Right. So here I could see what was going on, how it was helping people. They were thanking me. Their lives, you know, were improving financially for sure. So I decided I really wanted to put this out. I wanted to sell it online. I would make an online course and I would sell it online because a lot of I, I heard about other people doing this. Oh, did you run into any roadblocks along the way for selling online? Well, so, yes, I did. Uh, you know, uh, first I had to learn how to 
build a website and put it up and make a PDF. Back then, you know, those things were much harder to do. It, it wasn't uh, as easy it is, as it is today. But, and I, you know, rather than just interacting people verbally, I actually had to outline it and sort of make a course and put it all into a written document. So that was sort of a challenge because a lot of times when we're growing up, you know, we may not do that well in English. So we had to overcome, uh, which was my story, right? So I had to overcome this image of, you know, I'm not really a writer, um, even more of who am I that, you know, sort of helped these. So you're saying you went through a little bit of that fraud factor situation. Yeah, the fraud factor. Yeah, absolutely. In my case, it, you know, it was a little bit helpful because I got results with the live folks. But yeah, you know, definitely all of all of that came up. You know, when you sit down and you try and take your expertise and package it up and sell it, you know, a lot of times discount because we're good at it. So this is easy, you know, why would anybody find it valuable? So trying to put a price on it. Also, it's sort of a recession. Should I really be charging people in order to help them out? Right? Is this something I should be giving away for free? So there, are, there were a whole bunch of questions that were coming up in my mind as I saw myself doing this. What were the feelings behind those thoughts? You know, a lot of it is, can I really do this? Can I really put this out there? Is it really going to help people? Are they going to pay for it? Am I wasting my time? Am I going to look like a fool doing this? These are these are sort of the feelings that can come up. I definitely felt that many times. Am I going to look like a fool? What if I create this thing and nobody shows up or create this product that nobody buys? You, you know, there's, a, there's an interesting thing. In the beginning, it's all fun and games, right? You know, this is going to be awesome. I have gold and I'm going to help people. And then, you know, as you start to have to take action on it, this is when you have to make decisions, make act. That's when fear and doubt can all come into play. So how did you deal with that, pushing through that doubt? You, you know, so what happened was I finally got stuff up. I, like I got the website up and I was able to connect it to the autoresponder and PayPal and all this kind of stuff. And then something, you know, absolutely amazing happened, which is to say absolutely nothing happened you know, nobody bought anything. And I was, you know, shocked. I was, I was really, really shocked at, at this because I knew it worked. And I remember it being around Thanksgiving time and, uh, you know, the whole family gets together for Thanksgiving. I was speaking to one of my sisters and I said, oh, you know, I, I have this thing online, it helps people get jobs. If you want to take a look at it, you can go to this website. And my sister said, Scott, don't expect to get rich off of the family. And I was literally blown away. I mean, I, I, it was like I got hit when she said that. This is the, the wealthy sister. She has a biotech company, lives in a custom home. And, you know, this was a, you know, a real low, low priced offer when I first put it out, like $27. And I was just shocked at, you know, what she was saying. I thought I was going to get much more support. And of course, that just, you know, really amped up all of the fear that I had, you know, even if my, if my own sister is not even going to give me a sympathy purchase, do I have any possibility? Yeah, I remember that. I remember when I first started coaching and I wanted to get my life coaching certificate, how hard it was to get my friends and my family to give me the coaching hours. And I was like, we can just give $10. It doesn't have to be much. But for some reason, that was still a lot harder than what I thought. Because what I thought was right when I start, everyone's going to support me because everyone's always so happy and they love me. But once push came to shove, it wasn't as 
rainbow as I thought it would be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's even, yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember that in coaching school, they, they want you to, uh, you, you know, go out and do the, the pro bono sessions and that sort of thing. And if you want to get certified, then you need to pay customers. So run into some of this stuff. You know, I was once I was speaking to my other sister and, you know, I said, oh, you know, I got this thing up, you know, it's out there. And she, she said, hey, but, you know, how's it going? And I said, oh, man, it's so hard. And I made sure to explain all of the technical details so she'd know just how smart I was, you know, for getting there. And she said, but, but how's it going? And, and, you know, then I had to admit, like, this is a really slow starter here. It's, it's really not, not going at all. And she said, you know, is anybody else doing this? Like, is anybody else successful doing what you want to do? And I said, yes. And she said, well, can you do what they do? Will any of them teach you? And that was like a light that went off. And uh, I said, you know, as a matter of fact, yes. And that's when I started my quest to learn how to actually sell uh, my expertise and sell coaching. You know, I I spent around $20,000. You know, I was going masterminds. I had to fly around meeting with some high-end people. And, you know, I got it to the point where one out of 10 visitors to my website would buy, which is just a huge number. I mean, that's just a phenomenal, phenomenal number. And I I was making, I don't know, about $200 a a day, you know, on average, you know, my top day was probably like 275, something like that. So it was, you know, a really exciting time. Did you have any roadblocks when it came for asking for help or seeking help? You know, no, I, I actually didn't. I found it much easier to be a consumer and much easier to pay for things than to charge for things. So that was an interesting dynamic, right, back then. So I, I actually didn't have that problem. And I, I love to learn and consume and take all the information and distill it down. So uh, that part I really, really cool. enjoyed. Curiosity, uh, did you find yourself almost getting trapped into consuming more and more and more? That is actually a pitfall I have to avoid. You know, I will naturally consume more information and try and distill it down. So for me, uh, you know, the information tornado is actually a real pitfall I have to avoid. I know myself, sometimes I just love to gather information. It can be easier and actually even feel more empowering to watch a Facebook Live than it is to create a Facebook Live. A lot of times, you know, it's just more comforting and easier to stay. So what got you on to the next step? So then my friend called me and he said, hey, our speaker canceled for my coaching group. Sure, they would love to hear about how you're selling online. Everybody talks about this. Could you come and give a presentation and tell people about what you're doing? So I said, sure, when is it? And he said, seven o'clock. And this was at like three o'clock. It was the same day. So I had like no time to prepare. I showed up and I just told people this is what I did. You know, I made this PDF. I made this audio file. I put up a website, connected to PayPal, all this kind of stuff. I said, you know, if anybody's interested, if anybody wants to do this, I'll make a program, right? I'll, I'll make up a course and we can all do this together. 13 people signed up on the spot. Yeah, I was really excited about that. And with a little more follow-up, I got like 13 more people. Client getting websites was born on that day. So, you know, I would help people do the copywriting. This is what, you know, what you need to say. This, these are the photos you need. And Brett, something absolutely amazing happened. People, a certain percentage of people would drop off of the course. They would disappear from the course. And this is even after they had paid for it. 
And I was like, what's going on? And after I tracked them down, it turned out that the idea of hitting publish or hitting go or, or putting out the information or telling people about their new website was absolutely terrifying for people. They couldn't do it. Even though everybody's sort of afraid of technology, that when it comes to doing websites and this sort of thing, the technology wasn't necessarily the biggest obstacle for people to overcome. It was the fear, doubt, and anxiety about putting themselves out there. Now, these were all life coaches. They were sort of selling the invisible and selling themselves. And that absolutely terrified people to the point where they were hesitant to hit well, it go. it makes sense. I mean, publish it's put it out extremely vulnerable to do that. It's like you're getting into a relationship with everybody and everybody gets to see who you are. You know, putting it in writing and putting it out there, there's sort of this level of commitment that they feel they had to make. And a lot of people, when you when you go through a coaching school, okay, so I, I went through CTI, uh, you know, you learn how to coach anybody on any issue. You do. And it's a skill set that you can use to really help people overcome anything, regardless of how successful they are, how successful they're not, how big their ambitions are. Uh, and the idea of trying to niche down or describe a problem and the result that you offer, you, you know, for a lot of people, they didn't want to do that. They would feel like they're they're uh, missing my out. Coaching you know, school actually kind of a niche. at least at the time, which was long freaking time ago, actually discouraged trying to pick pick a niche and just said, "You're a life coach and coach life." And that that's what a lot of people choose to do. It's, it, maybe it's successful for some people, maybe it's not successful for other people, but it, it can be a difficult thing to market. You know, I had to, if, you know, if I wanted to be successful at this and I really wanted to help other people describe price and sell their coaching or their expertise, I really had to help them overcome the emotional and psychological issues that can accompany awesome. those things. And that's it. Then. So how do you help people? to sort of explain to people why this is normal, okay? The, the, the fear, doubt, and anxiety that comes up when you're building a business is actually a very normal and predictable and necessary component to building a business. So I want to talk a little bit about that emotional cycle. Brett, you know, I sent you a, a diagram. If anybody who's listening would like to follow along on the diagram, you can go to scottshaneholt.com slash Brett. B-R-E-T-T, scottshaneholt.com slash Brett with two T's. And you can see this diagram that I'm going to talk about. You know, there's a thick black line that separates the light from the dark, the optimism from the pessimism, the optimism on the top. And that's the light part. We all love that part. And the pessimism is on the bottom. Now, when we start out and when I started out, we have a great deal of enthusiasm and we're very, very high on the optimism side. In most cases, maybe you found life coaching or you found a healing modality, something like that. You just feel like you found a unicorn. And this is something that you, you, it's helped you. You've seen it help other people. And now you want to help get it out there so you could help other people. And we tend to hear stories of other people doing it. And, you know, oh, you know, Bob, he's helping people flip houses and he does it all oh, yeah, texting absolutely. from the side of the pool in Acapulco, right? We hear all these great stories of people doing it. We retell the stories. And you just can't imagine not doing it. You can't imagine not becoming a life coach. You've seen how yeah. it's helped well, you, you go help others, and you just got to put it up there. Of like going over the precipice of changing your life, 
that feeling of relief is beyond anything I could ever imagine. And you just want to share it with everybody. That's it. You got, and, and almost like you got to get it out there. You'd be selfish for not getting it out there. And then, okay. So now you have this great idea of what you want to do. Then you have to start taking your first steps towards doing it. And you have to make some decisions, right? Pick a niche. Are you going to go network? Nobody ever said anything about networking. I don't want to network. Do public speaking. People have a lot of fear of public speaking. You know, they don't want to do it. And this is where doubt starts to creep in. And we go from enthusiasm to doubt as we have to start making the choices and decisions about what we're going to do to actually manifest these results and make them real. And this is where the curve sort of goes down and sort of meets the optimism, pessimism. We're, we're now at the middle line and we're like, oh, you know, I really think this is great, but am I really going to be able to take these steps? Do I want to do a Facebook Live? Do I just want to make a post? This sort of thing. If this continues, we can drop down below the line and go into pessimism. And this is where we can hit panic. Okay. So the first three phases of a project, and this is actually not, not just for entrepreneurship, but we as entrepreneurs always hit this, but anybody who's trying to make a serious change in their life, they want to make a big improvement to their life, but they don't know exactly how to do it. And they've never done it before. You have a huge goal and you don't know all the steps that are involved. Hey, to be honest, I hit that this morning when I thought about doing this interview. <laughs> you see? So it, it happens at the macro level of we're going to start a business and it happens on a micro level of, hey, I'm going to do something serious. I'm going to line up interviews and do a podcast and I'm going to put it out there and this is going to, I'm going to help people who are afraid of doing business. You know, this could bring up things for you uh, about if you're feeling uh, nervous about this, helping other people do it. You know, this is the cycle that happens. Yeah, I can definitely see myself in this. So what happens now is you get down to the panic. Why we get into the panic is because up at the top, we've told people what we're going to do. We've committed verbally to doing it. We've said great things are going to happen, right? You're going to have a million dollar business, whatever it is, you're going to help a thousand people. The things that you're doing aren't working that well. And you feel like you got to find bigger and bigger wins. You really start looking for home runs that are going to justify you going off in this venture of starting a business, becoming a coach, declaring that you're an expert. If you're down in here, this now, you are in the valley of despair, okay? As you get more and more panic, as you feel the bigger and bigger need for more home runs, you start to see fewer and fewer opportunities to actually make it work. So you still have this desire to do something great in your life and to help other people, but you're seeing fewer and fewer opportunities because as you've considered them in the past, you've been ticking them off as ones that don't work or you tried them and maybe you didn't get an instant success. So you cross it off the list. Things can get really, really dark here. This can be really, really bad and things can look like they've never been worse. This could actually be a very low point in your life because you have a great desire to help people move forward, but you can't see the opportunities and the things you're trying aren't paying off in the way that you had expected them to. Yeah, I feel you. I've been there. So now you have a choice, okay? At this point, and this is really a critical choice. You can move forward in faith. And if you think about it, when you're down in the, in the valley of despair, 
there's a lot of fear. Fear is sort of an expectation of how things are going to work out. And you don't really have a lot of evidence whether they're going to work out good or bad. But when you start to imagine that they're going to be bad, that's when you're ap- operating out of fear. If you say, hey, I'm going to do this and the best thing that could happen, these are the possibilities and I'm going to move forward because, man, I really think this the best is possible. That's when you're in faith. So in both cases, you're imagining what's going to happen. Now, the thing is in fear, usually like 95 or 98% of the things we're afraid are going to happen never happen. They hold us back anyway. Here is the critical juncture when you're down that low and you're just starting to imagine reasons why you're better off at quitting. You can either move forward, you're going to improve your execution, you're going to possibly help for outside help so that they can bring in new opportunities that you can't see, or you're going to pivot and you're going to move back up and look for new unicorns and go back up to enthusiasm, okay? Because when you started this, it was because you felt you found a unicorn, most likely. You found something that was amazing and was going to give great results, it's like becoming a drug addict. You want that hit again. You want that hit again, and you go right up to the top. And this is how, you know, uh, maybe somebody has a, a friend, because I'm sure none of your podcast listeners have ever done any of this, but this is how the yoga instructor becomes a nutritionist, and now she wants to be your money mindset coach. And, and then she wants to sell on Amazon, and then she wants to sell on eBay, and then she wants to join this MLM. And then she wants to sell on <laughs> And uh, that's what I'm going to say, the MLMs. So, you know, people can go through this this cycle. Now, you know, sometimes people spend years trying to make something work and then pivot and do it again. And, you know, some of my clients have done this for a decade, right? That that they've been searching for a new unicorn and, and it just doesn't work out because they this cycle has has to happen. It just has to occur. At a, at a certain level, a certain way of looking at business, you know, your job is really to break through the valley of despair. That's really what building a business is about. Because at every level, at every major project that you're looking to take on that you haven't done before, that you don't know all of what's involved, they're all going to bring up this fear factor at some level. I can see that. Brett, have you heard of the Golden Buddha? Have you heard the story of the Golden Buddha? I don't think I have. So in 1955, this is actually a true story, 1955, Thailand government decided to move all of the Buddha statues to the capital, and they were going to build wats or temples to display them in, right? They wanted to consolidate them. Uh, And one of the Buddhas was in the jungle, uh, Buddha statues was in the jungle. And they sent out a crew with a truck and they had to build the scaffolding. They wanted to raise the cement Buddha up, put it on the truck, drive it back to the capital. When they got everything set up and they lifted the statue, the ropes broke, the scaffolding collapsed, and everything just fell down into a big heap. And they were like, man, this was all day. Let's pick it up in the morning. In the morning, when they went to clear away all of the rubble, they noticed something shiny on the Buddha. And what they actually discovered is that it was a crack in the plaster and the cement, and that underneath there was gold. And they chipped away at all of the cement, and they discovered a solid gold Buddha statue underneath. It weighs four and a half tons, pure gold. And that's why everything had collapsed. Everything had collapsed because they thought they were lifting cement, which is much lighter than the equal volume of gold. 
So they just had the wrong equipment to move it. What they discovered in their research is that 200 years before, the Cambodia army was invading Thailand. And the monks, in order to protect the golden Buddha, covered it with plaster and cement and made it look like plaster Buddha. This way, when the army came, they wouldn't steal it. Well, what they did is they slaughtered all of the monks. All of the monks were killed and nobody lived to tell of the prize that was underneath, the real value of the statue. And you can go see the, the I have a client who actually went to Thailand and viewed the, the Golden Buddha. You can actually go and take a look. It's unguarded because they don't think anybody's figured out how to steal four and a half tons of gold. That's a lot of gold. <laughs> you know, this is when we're going through that cycle, right, of going from enthusiasm to doubt to panic, that this is actually you as the, as the golden Buddha. When we're looking to really improve our lives, when we want to help other people, when we want to build a heart-centered or service-based business, there's this conflict of your intrinsic value, the thing that you, you were born with, your natural gifts, your desires are trying to come out, right? You really were trying to be valuable for the rest of the world. However, we've all put a protective shield around us to keep us safe. So there's this duality of wanting to be valuable, really wanting to shine in the world, but on the other hand, protecting ourselves by wearing protective coating. This is where, you know, I really believe fear and doubt are good. When you have this fear, doubt, when you have the anxiety, it really mimics the amount of value that you have to bring out. And that's what scares people is that they're going to, they really could go out and be valuable. If, if you had nothing to offer, you would have no desire to get out in front of people and they would, you'd never be afraid of doing anything because there would be no need to do things. It makes perfect sense. Wow. Yeah. So that's sort of the duality that, that happens there. So that's how you help people get out of this cycle then. There are really three things that I do. You know, one, this I, I really wanted folks, I was hoping folk, that these stories would help, help people realize sort of what they're going through and, and just how normal and valuable they are. But when look at these things, it's, you know, I look at the belief systems. I help folks recognize the belief systems that have been molded since childhood that they have. This is sort of that protective layer that we carry around. When you're born, it's really your parents, how they raise you, how they discipline you, how they instill values in you determines, you know, your self-image and your belief system. If you grew up in, you know, middle America and work ethic was a big thing and you're a farmer or something like that. And as an adult, you really have a desire to move to the big city and work in an office. Some of the belief systems that you were instilled in you will be helpful and some of them won't. Some of the belief systems were your parents helping you get along in the environment and society that they were brought up in because that's how they learn. So sometimes we have to learn what, why we believe the things that we believe. So we examine that and see what's hold, if any of that is subconsciously holding, holding us back. Maybe money is evil. Maybe you don't believe money is good. Maybe you believe you have to work really hard for your money. Money's the root of all evil. People are ingrained with that. So, so some of these can, you know, which can make you work really long hours for low pay. Talk about how to handle fear, doubt, and anxiety in the moment because we come up against this thing called terror barrier. 
okay, panic point where you really want to do something, but hitting publish can really be scary. And there are ways that we need to handle that. And we also look at the self-image that you're, you're going to live up to or down to, right? When you were growing up and all your life experiences through your parents, you know, if, you, if there's an issue, we tend to look at parents. And if it's not the parents, you look at high school, right? Because those are formative years uh, with your peers. How close is your identity to that of a golden Buddha? And how much of it is to a damaged, dirty cement Buddha? And you're really, we're really bound to live up to or down to our self-image, depending on where it is. That's very fascinating. So once you, you know, so here, here's the thing in business, right? In business, we're really about selling. You know, we have to eventually sell something in order to stay in business. And the first sale is to yourself. You have to believe it, right? So you have to believe in your value. You have to believe in the value of your offering in order for other people to believe it. It just has to be there. So I, I also talk about a step-by-step process on how to, people can get out in front of their potential customers, get clients as soon as possible after they've made their first sale to themselves. That's awesome. I can see how that can be very valuable. It is. It really is. And you know, people who are scared, who've tried several times and, and never uh, been successful doing it, you know, are able to start their first businesses, become life coaches. So, you know, my one client, Margaret, you know, she really wasn't sure how, how to help people, but it's like, what, what have you overcome come in your life? And she's like, well, you know, I kind of am married to a jerk, you know, and my, I feel like my biggest accomplishment is learning to be happy, even though I'm married, you know, to kind of a jerk. And I was like, well, do you think anybody else is married to a jerk who would like to learn how to be happy while married to him and avoid divorce? So she does that, right? She helps other women stay happy and save their marriages. Yeah, sounds very fulfilling work as well, being able to help all those people pushing through your own personal fears so that you can help other people push through theirs. Amazing. Well, this is towards the end of our time. And one thing I love to ask people is, a one minute of motivation as a way to end on a super high. Right. Okay. So here, here's what I want to tell folks. Fear and doubt are good. They represent your true potential and what you have to offer the world. But they're also a measure of the amount of self-judgment that you're carrying around. When you get rid of that self-judgment, you can move ahead with confidence. Listen, if you had no fear, it would mean that you have nothing to offer because you have nothing to risk in life. So be grateful for the fear, follow your fear, and use it to bring your potential out to help other people in the world. That is inspiring. Thank you, Scott, for showing up today. I really appreciated your message. The cycle is something I could totally see myself go through. So I know that is beneficial to others because I know the thing I mostly learn about fear and the reason why I'm making this podcast is I've learned I'm not alone. And that is one of the traps we get into in fear and everything is feeling that we are alone. And so listening to your story and how you help people go through the story and such a great way of visualizing the cycle of fear that we can go through is, I can see as being very helpful for people. To thank you, Scott, for the work you do 
to help people through that as well as taking your time and talking to me. Thank you, Brett. It's, you know, it's always good to, to be recognized for what we do. And I think this is really important work that you're doing to get this message out. Like I said, you know, a lot of times we think it's a lack of knowledge or technical skills that keep people from moving forward in their business. But I really think that you're on the right track, highlighting how scary it can be. And, you know, I think you're right. Most entrepreneurs or business owners, especially if they're online, can find it to be very isolating. And I think what you're doing here, building community around this and sort of dispelling some of the myths around the, the fear and doubt of business, I think is going to be incredibly valuable. Um, and I'm just really excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. And there you have it, folks. That was my first interview ever. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Sorry, I'm a Toastmaster. I love clapping at the end of firsts. Wow. That was inspiring. The thing I love about that interview is the fact that I felt I was going through that cycle over and over again. I could see it when I wrote my book, Joyce Expansion, Unleashing Your Passions, A Lead and Inspired Life. I saw that when I joined the Invite Change many years ago in 2008 when I started this process. I've gone through this cycle so many times through enthusiasm, down to doubt, down to panic. In fact, I could see me going through this during this podcast. When I first came up with the idea many months ago, when my friend thought, asked me if I would be interested in joining her podcasting group. I forgot what it's called. Channel. Joining her podcasting channel. I thought, what podcast would I do? I know, I'll bring together people. We'll talk about fears because I love listening stories of triumph. And I know the fact that if I do this and interview people, because I've been thinking about interviewing people for a long time. In fact, about, about 10 years ago was my first thought process of creating my own podcast. I was going to call it My Spiritual Friends. And obviously, since you don't find my spiritual friends brought to you by Brett Dupree out there in the world. You see, I didn't do that. There was fear holding me back. However, in this case, I felt the enthusiasm. I lined up people to interview. And so far, I have four interviews done. I have five more scheduled. And I'm excited. I'm part of enthusiasm. Then I started editing. And I could hear I was too far away from the microphone creating a weird echoey sound, not creating the good audio that I want. Was I asking enough questions? Were my questions good enough? Am I being interesting enough? Am I adding anything? As those negative thoughts went through my mind. In fact, it kept on going with the other ones. Am I interrupting too much? Am I asking poignant questions? And doubt starts to seep in. Now, I haven't gone to full panic yet. That'll probably happen when I release this and nobody's listening. Ha 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 ha. The thing is, I know I'm going to move into faith. And the reason for that is number one, seeing this emotional cycle of change help give me the awareness necessary to move forward. In fact, I may ask God to see if I can put this in my next book that I'm writing about dealing with going through a business with fear since... You know, I'm an expert on that. 
to keep on going into faith and alignment. Such a beautiful, beautiful diagram. But actually, one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast interview style, because I know if I keep on asking people to interview on my podcast, and so far I've had a good response, which I thought I did, because I've been going at this for 10 years, and if you go at this for 10 years, you're the type of person I am, who keeps on going to class after class after class, is that I meet some awesome people who know some awesome people, so I at least should have a good solid 20 interviews set up in the next three months or so i do believe this series will go on at least 20 weeks if not longer because i feel an obligation to get one of these each interview i have out there and to do it in the time i say so so i'm actually utilizing my desire to serve others to keep the faith i very much enjoyed the interview with scott shane holt and i ask you to look at your life How can you break through this cycle? How can you forgive yourself for all the times you beat yourself up by going through pain and going through doubt and going through panic and then pivoting? What are you going to be consistent? If you like more information about Scott Holt and to feel confident and fearless while you're at it, Scott is making his new clients ASAP training available for free to you, my podcast listeners. It normally costs $497, but if you go to this special URL, scottshaneholt.com, Scott with two T's, S-H-A-N-E, Holt, H-O-L-T.com, backslash Brett, B-R-E-T-T, you can get it for free. In this training, you'll learn how to create a ridiculously simple system for attracting clients you want to work with, how to create an instant yes response for your services, and how to overcome all the psychological and emotional issues that are keeping you from putting yourself out there, helping people who need you most, and making the money you deserve. Once again, go to scottshaneholt.com, scottshaneholt.com. Holt.com backslash Brett to get your client ASAP training for free. I will be putting a link up to that on pod.joyousexpansion.com. And I thank you for listening to my inaugural, inaugural, I think that's how you say that word. I think that's how you use it correctly. Podcast of the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I am so excited to get this to you and get this out there. You can find this podcast at pod.joyousexpansion.com. If you have any questions or want to email me at all, email me at brettdupree at joyousexpansion.com. That's Brett with two T's, Dupree with two E's, D-U-P-R-E-E. You can find me on Facebook at Facebook backslash increase your joy. I'm on Twitter at Joyous Expansion. I'm on Instagram at Joyous Expansion as well. Also, I have a free ebook for you. Check it out at joyousexpansion.com. If you like this video at all and you're listening on iTunes or wherever good podcasts are, just give a review, give me some stars, and help this podcast grow. Share it with anyone who you think this could help. Once again, I am Brett Dupree, wishing you to be joy, be love, and to be awesome. Now let's play the jingle. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com 
and say hello to Brad Dupree. He is an inspirational life coach, good for you and good for me. He turned my life from grey to blue, I'm sure he'll do the same for you. Get in touch and you'll see, your life will change dramatically. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com